everyone to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, and you get to hear the pastors talk about the upcoming preaching text. It's fun for us. We hope it's fun for you. Hi, I'm Pastor Megan, Yay. and I'm here with... Pastor Eric. Oh, hey, uh, he is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hey, folks, I don't know if you know this, but it is still... Easter. Easter is not a one-day thing. Easter is not a one-time thing. We live in the Easter season, man, up until Pentecost, which is like Memorial Day weekend this year, I think. Pastor Eric and I are looking at each other with confused <laughs> eyes because just remember that the liturgical calendar shifts a bit. Easter is a is a movable mm-hmm. feast. Uh, it lands on a different date depending on uh, mathematical liturgical equations that I don't. I'm not going to bother you with. So, <laughs> something structure. to do with the full moon. With the moon and the uh, the equinox and um, and people making important decisions that are way above my head so i'm gonna trust them uh and all that means is that the uh the date of easter shifts which means the date of pentecost also shifts right. accordingly so um that means nothing except to say it is still still easter, easter yeah. at easter and it's still easter at easter hey it works out um so uh the, today's text in particular is is really just in a lot of ways a continuation of that Easter story that we all heard last week, that beautiful story of resurrection. Um, There's just a teeny bit of text in between that story and what we'll hear today. But let's just let's just start with the text for today. Let's sounds great. uh, Let's hear what we're going to hear in worship today uh, this week. Yeah. We begin at verse 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Oh, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Um, So that's verse 16 of chapter uh, 28. And what we heard last week was 28 verses 1 through 10. Uh, Pastor Eric, as long as you've got that Bible open, there's a few verses in between. What happens in between the resurrection and uh, the Great Commission that we just heard? Yeah, um, the, this is where we hear a little bit about the guards. Should I, do you want me to should I read sure, it? Yeah, sure, go ahead. While, while they were going, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests everything that had happened. After the priests had assembled with the elders, they devised a plan to give a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, You must say, His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed, and this story is still told among the Jews to this day. So this is an interesting account yeah, here in Matthew. Weird little like, right, this little thing. detail. And it's kind of like, how do we get from from uh, empty tomb uh, consi- to, to what happens next, considering yeah. you know how much of the um, political and religious authorities were, were involved in Jesus' death. Um, so Matthew gives us this account of like, oh, this is the this is the little sneaky story that got yeah. told to the side. And what I think when I hear this is it's kind of like making the point that the guards and these religious leaders didn't believe. Yeah. They yeah. 
they they for whatever reason didn't come to faith from this experience i think that's in my mind that's why it's there right and i think also i mean my suspicion too is that there's also this idea of you know i'm surely at the point that these stories were getting told there were some who said well how do we know that it's actually resurrection what if his followers just came and stole right well it's this this is a good point of that right yeah they're saying this is this actually happened we got to cover it up right right from the very beginning and these are the stories that are getting told and Mm -hmm. i kind of like that that realism of it this this recognition that there were other sides to the story of what happened. Yeah. And so there are, you know, there's some competition for the truth here. And mm-hmm. um, we don't have to deny that. Yes. To be honest about yeah. it. That's a real thing. Absolutely. So in between it, resurrection. It lends support to, right? to what happened. Exactly. I think so, too. It makes it it makes it makes feel more real. That's what would really mm-hmm. happen. People yeah. would, would make up stories to fill the gap in what they experienced. But then we get to verse 16, and uh, then now the 11 disciples went to Galilee. Ooh, 11 disciples? Yes, right. I thought there were 12. Well, Judas is no longer involved, right? Judas is no longer The betrayer. The betrayer is dead. So he's out of the picture, very formally. So now we have 11. And I, I even think it's kind of that interesting piece of realism where it names, like, down to 11. Down now. to 11, yes. Right? Like, that's a really um, right. sobering thing. And just hear. think about that. So oh. that, and now it is it is truly, um, what is the exact wording? Go and make disciples of all nations. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Because yeah. our faith is all around the world. But it started with the few, very this, few. This little handful of yeah. people. And to that point, even continuing on into verse 17, where it says, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. I was hoping you'd point right? that out. <laughs> I really appreciate that too. Absolutely. Not only are there only you know eleven ish of them. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming they're not they're, even sure. They're not even sure. <laughs> they're not even sold. They're literally yeah. looking at the resurrected Christ about to ascend into heaven, and they're still having doubts. And in some ways, I'm like these dummies like they can't get it they've never been able to get it through their thick skulls and then i remember i am also that dumb i resemble I, those I, I remarks resemble that remark. yeah right this oh yeah that's my favorite part of the gospels is whenever you know doubting thomas he's you know, you know or or uh uh, Peter doubting and yeah. slipping back into the waves right. like that's I, I uh, resonate with that because that's my experience that is and that's so real yeah. right and I again just like that story of kind of the alternative truth being told I also really appreciate yeah. this detail it's not trying to spit shine it and say no 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 no, no. everybody was great and happy you should be yep. too some doubt it right it's okay and still the message still got shared yeah. the gospel still got mm-hmm. out all around yeah. the world. We doubt, mm. but the power of the Holy Spirit and of faith is a gift from God. Yes. So we, when, you know, in our sin, we doubt, but the power of God overcomes. Yeah. And yeah. that's ultimately the story here is we have victory. Even when we doubt, it doesn't change what has happened. Yeah. Yeah. So folks, I think the good news, well, there's lots of good news in this story, but part right. of the good news in this story is even when you doubt, like, don't write yourself off. Don't assume that you can't be a powerful servant of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Don't get down on yourself and say, how could I possibly share my faith with others when I don't even know what I believe from day to day? Yeah. Don't worry about it. It it's was okay. this small group of yes. doubters yes. who 
spread our faith all over the world. Yeah, yeah. So you're in really good company, mm-hmm. friends. This is yeah. this is how it begins. Um, and then we get into the red letters of this passage, right? Um, which I, my my Bible this this one does a red letter. Right. Pastor Eric, right now, and I always kind of grin at red letters because sometimes sometimes I think the editors are a little creative with what they assume to be Jesus words. That's a story for another podcast. But right here, it helps us highlight exactly that, um, you know, verses 18 through 20 are pretty much Jesus talking. And these words are what are called the Great Commission. Um, this And this, in a lot of ways, I've heard people refer to this as the, the mission statement of Christian faith, right? This is who we are meant to be. This is what we are meant to do. Um, and Pastor Eric, before we hit record, which is when all the good stuff happens, yeah. uh, you were talking about this this phrase, um, mm-hmm. all authority in heaven and on earth has yeah. been given to me. Right. Yeah, The <clears throat> this is the the conclusion yeah. and it's after the after all the events of holy week the trial the death the uh burial and everything um now jesus is back he is resurrected this is the resurrected christ who you know was telling the disciples his whole ministry of what's going to happen and you know don't tell people and then now it's now it's uh i have confirmed my resurrection confirms everything i said this i have the victory it's it's now your victory and it's our co-mission so this is means we share this mission with jesus co-mission yeah oh my you just blew my mind because this is literally the first time i've heard of commission like a commission really great commission as our co co-mission oh i yeah, love we, that oh keep talking i just have to sit in it's that jesus time. mission that we that he is now empowering the disciples in his mission and it's now our mission as well we are his hands and feet as we say in in our denomination um and yeah and and so i guess the point here is that it's it's also as we were saying even though we doubt we look to jesus the red letters jesus word and he says i've done this Mm -hmm. and it's now belongs to you Mm -hmm. just go and do it yep yep and it's in verse 19 go therefore and make disciples of all nations note baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit if you have seen us do a baptism you right. see that that's what we do. It's not just by accident. Yep. It's not just for funsies because we like to get the babies extra wet. Um, it is because this is part of what Jesus has commanded yeah. us to do. So we are literally doing yeah. exactly as, as Jesus has asked us. So there and is this. We goal. all gather as a yes. congregation around, too. It's yes. not just the pastor. No. We're doing it because yep. one person really only Someone's needs to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. Someone's got to be there holding the baby and saying the words. But it's not the pastor's work. It's ultimately God's work. And it is mm-hmm. uh, a, a it's our state. It's our commission with the whole body of Christ. I love it. Um, and I know too that this passage here, these verses, these red letters, um, can get I don't know a little manipulated as to what it means mm-hmm. um, to to share the faith, to be a missionary, mm-hmm. to preach the gospel. Because I think there's a read on these passages that can get. Um, you know, a little militaristic, a yeah. little forceful, you know, go, make disciples, mm-hmm. teach, and especially in verse 20, teaching them to obey everything that I have right. commanded you. That feels a bit heavy. Right away, 
so, uh, those the legalistic part of us grooves on that. We're like, okay, I can get behind this. Go and make and obey. Right. Like, and here we go. I especially like it if I'm the one who gets to command other people yeah. to obey. I like it best when I'm the one who gets to tell people yeah. what to do. Because yeah. I want to be in control yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, oh boy, Pastor Eric, shall we uh, shall yeah. we tell people that that's not quite what's going on here? Right, because it's actually I definitely hear this more uh, from a theological point of view that this is more of a declaration from Jesus. You know, like we've talked about law gospel. Mm -hmm. I I think rather than hearing that as law, let's hear it as gospel, that it's actually a declaration that this is Jesus saying, this is what you're going to do now because you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and the Spirit moves you. And this is more of like, now that I've been raised it is finished. This is a gift for you. And this is what your life's going to look like. You're, I'm going to send you and you're going to go and you're going to make disciples in my name. It's, you know, but it, that it's more of good news. It's right. not, it's not a, a legalistic declaration. This is, this is what you get to do now. This is how you get to live yeah. now. And I, uh, it's what your life will look like. Right. And, and, uh, Pastor Eric and I before, uh, we're double checking the Greek, uh, because I'm not a big fan of Greek. Uh, but sometimes it reveals important truths to me, like how this word that's tra- translated here as to obey um, yes. is maybe a bit heavy-handed. It's more like um, like to guard or to protect or to maintain. So it's much more this sense of like uh, teach people um, to guard and protect the things that Jesus has taught you, right? Don't let what Jesus did and taught and how Jesus lived, don't let that get mangled and uh, twisted and mm-hmm. used for your own devices like teach people how to be responsible and and honest and connected to what those things are that Jesus mm-hmm. taught them that Jesus commanded them and what were those things that Jesus commanded the disciples mm-hmm. like wow, love other people love God heal mm-hmm. pay attention for what the kingdom of God is up to yep. among you uh, look to the least of these right. right expect that things will be turned upside down from yes. what the world commands mm-hmm. so i mean those are the things that jesus taught so it's not like you know teach you know go tell people that they have to be good and not right. naughty and um, right i mean don't be naughty it's, right that's fair don't be naughty but like it's a very particular what is it that yep. jesus wants them to live yeah. into and i'm even hearing jesus words in my mind um p- pick up your cross and follow me uh, and that doesn't mean you know not, he's not saying you know i want you to go and and have an a very painful death experience but rather it means to lay your life down for your neighbors so ultimately that's our commission is uh, what did jesus teach us is to live for our neighbors and that's what he freed us for Mm -hmm. the reason that he rose from the dead now is that we are justified before god we have a you know god has made everything right and we are free we don't have to do that we don't there's nothing we have to do to be upstanding christians jesus has made us christians Mm -hmm. and now we are free to pick up our cross and and live our life for the sake of others yes you know sometimes it's said to be a little christ for your neighbor yeah oh, that's what we're free to do right it's that whole balance of you know freed from freed for right like you are freed from sin you are freed from the need to justify yourself you are freed from the weight of guilt and obligation yeah. therefore you are freed 
or service and love to others. Yeah. You get to just take care of others, not because you're earning something, right. but because it's it's good and of God yeah. and right to do, right? You're not earning yourself. Right, by it's doing done. It. You just, and so you just get to live in love. You yeah. get to, you know, teach others to... To, to guard and protect these loving commandments, these these yes. directions that Jesus have, has given us. That's yeah. that's good news. Yeah. And I also, one commentator I was listening to was talking about the word observe. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that too because I, when I, then I picture, what are we going to observe? We're going to, and I think about this a lot, the purpose of the Christian church is to observe the Christian calendar each year. Yeah. We together, we baptize, we talked about gathering around as we baptize mm-hmm. new members into the faith, um, but we also follow the calendar. We, we're, we're here, we are just now celebrating Easter. Yeah. And you know, then we're gonna move back on through Pentecost onto Advent, Christmas. So we're observing the life of Jesus. Right, right, and we're not doing it just like for funsies we're doing it right. because it we, we keep we're that observing. story alive yeah. right like we participate in it as we continue to learn from it yeah. and grow in it um yeah it's oh my gosh it's it, it's this is what it means to obey everything that jesus has commanded us mm-hmm. um and then and then this final statement right jesus says and remember i am with you always to the end of the age. I just love that this, these are the last yeah. words of the Gospel of Matthew. This is how his Gospel ends, is this promise of Jesus' abiding presence with his disciples. Yeah. Um, and just a, you know, a quick little like nerdy theological moment. Matthew does not have a sending of the Holy Spirit to the disciples. There is no promise of the Holy Spirit. So like in hmm. John, uh, Jesus, you know, breathes the Spirit onto his disciples in a kind of a pre-Pentecost event. Um, in the Luke Acts account, which the reason we'd say that is because it seems that whoever wrote Luke's, Luke mm-hmm. also wrote Acts. So two, it's like a continuation, right? It's mm-hmm. like a, uh, it's like, you know, the sequel, uh, chapter yeah. two. Um, but it's a continuation of that story. And in that account, the, the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, yeah. which is a really familiar story, I think, for a lot of people. Matthew doesn't really have that. That's interesting. Right? And I think it's okay to not try to explain it away and say, oh, 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 well, obviously he means it because it's in other Gospels. No, no, no. It's okay to take Matthew all on its own. Take his account. Right. This is what he wanted to communicate. Right. So what is he saying? Like, what's he saying in this? Well, when Jesus says, I am with you always, like Jesus is presence is is continuing it is promised it abides this is god with us this is emmanuel so just because he you know is resurrected and ascended and like you don't like Mm -hmm. physically see him anymore it does not mean he is not still with you Mm -hmm. um in 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 christian theology and in uh, many ways we consider the holy spirit to be the abiding presence of christ uh, with us today so like you have to do a little bit of kind of alighting of the gospels to get to mm-hmm. that theology so don't worry about it too much i think it's enough to say that in matthew jesus doesn't abandon them he doesn't leave them alone this is the his the, you might say i mean with it being the last sentence it's right. kind of the exclamation point of it i am with you always right that was part of matthew's intentions with his gospel right and especially get that message across right if we're kind of looking at the whole of matthew you know starting with that genealogy that whole like this is how god has been 
at work in history to lead us to this moment. And then Matthew ends with this great commission where Jesus says, and this is what God will be up to from now cool. on. Yeah. Right? It's like here, Matthew is so concerned yep. with like that idea of fulfillment. And then at the end, mm -hmm. Matthew gives us this, and this is what that means. Yeah. Now, right? This mm -hmm. means that Jesus continues to be with you. Yep. You are not alone. Even when you doubt, even when you mess yes. it up, even when you're someplace new and different and scared. Um, it's, it is finished. It is finished, right? It's the been done has for been you. Done. Yeah. You can trust it. You are not alone. You can you can pick up and, and keep going. Yeah. Um, gosh, that is and, a word of confidence. And so we do. And again, yes. I'm picturing the congregation gathered around the baptismal font as yeah. we continue to do exactly this. And and when we do baptisms, we also say, uh, you know, to, to teach the Lord's Prayer, mm -hmm. the creeds, place in their hands the Holy Scriptures. It's really kind of points back to this right. part of the story. It seems. To, to obey everything that yeah. Jesus had commanded. How do we do this? How do we teach each other really to guard and protect that which, which Jesus taught us? Um, by continuing to observe these things, by continuing to practice them yeah. together, by continuing to comfort each other and hold each other accountable and, and be community mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Um, Jesus is in the middle. That's right. And he, and he is with us always. To the end of the age, yeah. you can always trust in that promise. Well, amen. folks, amen to that. And from here, we end our time in the Gospel of Matthew. Right. Uh, from here on, folks, we're going to spend some time in the Epistle uh, of Romans, which is going to be a whole different vibe. Pastor Eric is grinning. I'm getting I excited. I'm excited about <laughs> it. So you can look forward to that, friends. But for now, um, gosh, that's the end of, of Matthew. And then yeah. uh, we get to move on to something new. And this is also, I think, probably the end of our time here together. So just uh, thank you always, yeah. folks, for joining us here on the Carry On Cast, um, podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and Carry on. The work of Jesus Christ. Happy Easter. May the road rise up to meet you.